the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to have birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good, no good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, again, welcome, and um, parents, I'm proud of you. You made it. I know it's uh, a lot that goes into a night like tonight, and um, we are really grateful you've carved out some time to be with us. And before we look in God's word, uh, allow me to pray one more time as we hear from him. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. And in the oldest prayer of the church, I pray, come, Holy Spirit, come, in Jesus' name, amen. So let me begin by saying, kids, students, I'm glad you're here, okay? This message is for you, and I want you to uh, make sure that your parents, your grandparents, any adult next to you stays awake, okay? Deal, but no punching or biting, just nudging, okay? So uh, tonight's message on this Christmas Eve is titled, The Light of Lasting Love. And I wanna begin with a question. What is one of the clearest signs that the Christmas season has arrived? What's one of the clearest signs that the Christmas season is arriving. How do you know? It does get colder. How about this? The appearance of lights everywhere, right? Like, my family and I, we've lived on Daniel Island for about six years, and right after Thanksgiving, in fact, maybe even on Thanksgiving, lights start coming out. Thousands 
and thousands and thousands of lights. And across the world, millions of lights are displayed throughout the month of December. Isn't that interesting? And in my heart and in my mind, there's a scale of kind of classy to wacky. And so I'm comfortable with, say, a house like this, right? So they line the roof with lights. And look, look at the, the sidewalk and even the plant beds. And you've got the crepe myrtles. And notice those are white lights or uh, just off-white lights. And then the crepe myrtles, there's a little splash of color. Isn't that classy? And then, of course, some of us, um, i.e. Team Sorensen, after Thanksgiving, that weekend is when we go get our tree. Anyone else? That weekend? Is that the start? Blaze, you're in our family. Okay. <laughs> the Robinsons. You see, when we are living up in uh, we are living up in the New York City area, my wife would say it's time, and that we'd grab a saw and we'd go up into the mountains and uh, we'd get cut down a tree. Well, it's hard to cut down trees around Daniel Island, so we go to one of the local spots. We get a tree, and we start decorating the tree and. And then my wife, she spends that whole weekend after Thanksgiving decorating the house. And my daughter, Sailor, has gotten into it as well. So it's a team effort. And I'd like to say this is our house. It's not. But one day, <laughs> but look, there's garland around the fireplace and the wreath and the, even on the uh, coffee table. And there's even a nice dog that looks like Rocco uh, Roush in the background there. Um, and, and that's classy. And, and then even on our own staff. We had someone build a tree out of pallets. Cody Quinn, where are you? In the back. Let's give him, not a round of applause, let's give him the snaps. Okay, there we go. Okay, Cody built this in like a day. And it's remarkable. And it's out in, in the lobby. I, I invite you to check it out. And then we had a group of people hang lights and decorate the space with all the, the lights. And um, it's magical, right? And it doesn't just happen in the home or in the church. It, it happens across cultural lines. How about this? Who recognizes this right here? Sorensen's, you can't answer. Someone in the back, what is this? Bridge, what, what is it? That, yeah, the Holiday Festival of Lights at James Island. If you haven't been and you live around this area or if you're just here, I really encourage you to go. It's so beautiful and they... They have sponsors that put out these huge displays. This is over a lake, and there's lights everywhere, and it's magical. And, of course, my wife's into traditions, so this is one of our traditions. Uh, again, we punch out this tradition usually during the Thanksgiving weekend. So by this time of year, I'm like, what's there to do? Um, nonetheless, so these are all kind of on the classy scale. And then, um, you know, people start pushing the limits. You know, it start, that needle, right? Who can relate? Like, that needle... And you're like, okay, people start dressing themselves up or even dressing other things up. And perfect example. Perfect example. Listen, guys, this is old Bessie, or I forget her name, but this vehicle right here is in the parking lot right now. And if you, uh, if, if you go out there after the service, you can look for this little vehicle. Um, and this is Trenton, our director of worship. This is his truck, and he waits till the very last moment for the 12 days of Christmas to decorate his little truck. And I actually like it. You can see him from 526 miles away. <laughs> right? But then, then if we're honest, 
Then, then, then some people go over the top. Then this kind of thing starts happening, and I start feeling really unsure of myself and my world. Um, and some people just love color, and my wife's like, they love color. And um, I understand, but what's cool, did you know they've created a whole new strand of lights that go from color to white lights? It's a miracle. Like, literally, our next-door neighbor, the Eugens, their house can go from something like this to something like this with the push of a button, everybody. It's amazing. Lights everywhere. And then, I'm sorry to say, my wife, she's, she's going pretty far this year. Last week, I see her leaving for school wearing these bad boys. And she was wearing a tacky outfit. But uh, then I started getting pictures of my wife. And it's kind of awkward to admit that the middle bear, that's my wife. That's my wife. She's a teacher. She's a fourth grade teacher. And here's the thing. She didn't even win the ugliest sweater contest. But she said, Paul, make sure to tell them and show them, look at the sweater. It's a little bear's body going up to a bear, bear hat. Isn't that so cute? Um, but babe, don't do that while I'm around. But why are we drawn to all these lights? Why is the world so drawn to lights? Millions and millions and millions of lights. Might it be that lights, we're drawn to the lights not only because they represent celebration, but that they also represent safety? Like, think about it. As I was preparing for tonight and as I was reading the scripture in this whole theme of light over and over and over again, I thought about my kids, and they, they, they sleep with so many lights on in their rooms, okay? And, um, and I'm imagining many of you, especially kiddos, do you guys sleep with lights on in your rooms? Nope. Andrew's like, a, no, sir. You do, in the, you do in the back? I see you, little man. Listen, kids, so I, I had to speak to the professionals. I had to interview the professionals about this, which are my kids, and I said, tell me why you have lights on in your room. And Caden says, well, I can't see when it's dark. And I start feeling a bit claustrophobic. And then Blaze, my middle son, he said, I, I start feeling like someone's in there watching me. And, and he can maybe get me. <laughs> right? And then Sailor, same thing. Like, I'm just scared because I can't see. You know, think about it. What's the very first thing you do? What's the very first thing all of us do when we enter into a room? We turn on the lights. Here's to the bigger picture. The Bible says we all need light. Specifically, an eternal light to break through the darkness around us. I, I, listen to these words from Isaiah chapter 9. This was written hundreds of years before Jesus. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Let me read the first verse there again. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those walking, those, um, those, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned or a light has burst. Then fast forward. And we read in the book of John, as Jesus is being brought into the world, these words. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Friends, this is the Christmas story. God saw our world of darkness and sent Jesus to be our light of lasting love. And just three quick points that I want you to take home. And kids, I think you can relate to this. Parents, you as well. Adults. Number one, we see that the light of Jesus is safe in Scripture. Number two, we see it is strong And number three, we see it's sure. We read these words, or actually Cody read these words earlier. There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I've been sharing this with the adults over the last couple weeks. Do you know the one statement, the most uh, used command in all of Scripture is this. Do not be afraid. And we hear these words over and over and over again. Do, Do not be afraid. But here's the good news. That baby prophesied in Isaiah, that light that's going to burst into the darkness, that time is now, that time has come, the angels saying. This light, it's safe. For the kids in the room, why don't you do this with me? The light of Jesus, according to scripture, it's safe. Do not fear. For I bring you bad news? No, I bring you Good news of great joy. This baby, this baby's gonna save you and then lead you as the Savior in the Lord. Point number one, the light of Jesus is safe according to Scripture. Point number two, the light of Jesus is strong. Kids, do this with me. Mike, you do this all the time. You can do this too. (laughs) The light of Jesus is strong. Listen to these words. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. Now, let me dispel bad myth, false teaching. When you think of an angel, do you think of a little fat little baby with little wings doing this? At least when I grew up, there's all these little picture books. Let me just tell you something. 
This is language of battle. This is language of military terminology. This is language of victory. That word right there, it says a multitude, that means thousands of angels. That word host means an army. There is an army, an angel army that is proclaiming this good news, descending and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. This isn't a soft message. This isn't a message you can kind of pick and choose. This is a declaration of victory. There is going to be peace. For those of you that are just starting to explore the Christian faith, or maybe you were drug in here by family, thanks for being so kind to them. What this is saying, this word peace, it's you don't need more information and you don't need more inspiration. This is language of liberation. There is darkness and light at war, and there's an angel army saying, behold, the king is coming. Light is bursting into the darkness, and it is strong. Over and over again, we're told, don't be afraid. This, this light, it's safe, it's strong, and point number three, it's sure. Kiddos, one last sign. Grab your hands like this. It is sure. That light is sure. Listen to these words from John 1. All right, we can stop clapping the hands. <laughs> the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. This is referencing Jesus. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But here's the key. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This light, it's sure. God is saying, I'm coming to claim you no matter what you've gone through in your life, no matter what you're going through in your life. I'm coming, I'm calling you home. And with me and with my love and this light, it is everlasting. Later in the scriptures we read, there's no height nor depth nor breadth that can tear you apart from this love of God that's presented in Christ Jesus. And the great paradox, the great irony is that he comes in the form of a baby, the greatest kind of display of vulnerability. Why? So that he knows everything you and I go through day in, day out. You see, Christmas is not about celebrating a day. It's about celebrating a person. This light that has come into the world. This light that is safe, it is strong, and it is sure. And kiddos, I don't know what you've been taught, but here's the truth. Christmas is not about how bad or good you've been, but about how good God has been to you. He sent his son to connect and reconnect with you, bringing light into the darkness. So in conclusion, just to summarize, God saw our world of darkness and sent Jesus to be your light and my light and our light of lasting love. That, my friends, is the Christmas story. 
In this light, it never goes out. It's never snuffed out. In fact, in Revelation chapter 21, y'all might not know this, but it says there will be no more need for sun or moon because this light is bright enough for everything. So here's the question to consider. How will you receive this good news or this message tonight and tomorrow? Have you ever received this good news? Or let me make it a little more personal. Have you ever received Jesus as the light of lasting love? To repeat the words of John, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that, my friends, is the gospel. And that is good news. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this room. And I invite you to search their hearts and wherever they've come from and whatever they're walking through in life, be they young or old or from near or far. God, I pray that you would burst into their hearts and burst into their relationships with this light of lasting love. And for those who have never said, I believe and I receive, I just want to invite you to say yes. I believe this good news about Jesus Christ and I turn and trust him tonight. Thank you for this story and thank you for your son. In Jesus' name, amen.